the Western world, the world we live in, has become fatter and sicker and weaker and we seem to be getting older faster even though we're living longer. Uh, they all sound really, uh, to me, a very horrible things and I don't want any of those to happen. But can you imagine as an exercise professional who's been wanting to inspire and excite people to exercise and be healthy, fit and strong, and I've been doing that all of my life, 40 plus years now, can you imagine what it's like for somebody like me to watch a world get older and fatter and sicker and weaker and more depressed and more diseased and more scared of being sick and diseased and, and getting a virus? Uh, as an exercise professional, and if you are one too, or if you're a parent, a teacher, a coach, uh, is it possible that we have the answer to all of those killer diseases, those horrible things that happen to the human body? Now, I'm coming at you from my tread desk. This is my office, and I used to have a standing desk, and uh, I've now advanced from that, and I have a moving desk. So it's a treadmill with the desk on top. So obviously my computer's here, my phone, everything that I need. But while I'm working, my body's moving. And I'm sharing that with you because I wanted to have a look at why we were getting so fat, old, and weak. I couldn't understand it. We've got the answer, a fit, strong, healthy body stays young for long. A fit, strong, healthy body doesn't catch germs, bugs, viruses, and diseases. And even if you do, you get rid of them really quickly uh, and they don't come back again or they're very unlikely to come back again. If you are healthy, fit and strong, you have a brain that works more effectively. If you're healthy, fit and strong, you have a fast metabolism, so you burn up all your food, calories, sugar, fat, all of it gets burnt up much faster. So I know that being healthy, fit and strong is the answer to the big killer diseases in the world. I'm sure that you know that too, but what's the challenge? Uh, why don't people want to move? And what, what have we done to make exercise so hard and long and boring or complicated or intimidating or, I don't know, are we just a lazy race and we don't want to be healthy? So I always put it into the reverse. Do you want to be fat? Do you want to be weak? Do you want to be frail? Do you want to get sick? Do you want to pick up every germ, bug, virus and disease and end up with a runny nose, sore throat, have a cold, have a flu, have a virus? Do you want to have a slow metabolism so that you keep getting fatter and fatter? Do you want to have a brain that doesn't work very well so that you feel depressed and anxious and then as you get older, you end up with uh, Alzheimer's and dementia? These are all the really interesting questions that if I ask people, do you want to be fat, old, sick and weak? Most people say, no, I don't. I want to be healthy, fit and strong. But what's the disconnection then between being healthy, fit and strong and exercise and what have we done i'll ask the question again what have we done to make exercise so horrible that people don't want to do it so here's a great question uh, just the simplicity of how simple it could be how's that <laughs> is it possible that we use less energy lying down than we do sitting up so just by lying down flat what happens to my metabolism does it slow down and we know that, that if you are lying down all the time, so for example, if you're in a hospital bed, God forbid, and you are stuck there for a week or a couple of weeks, your body wastes away really quickly. So you get out of that hospital bed a week later and you feel really weak. Your muscles and bones have literally gotten weaker in such a short period of time. So if I'm sitting up, do I require more energy? And of course the answer is yes now because just even in the sitting position, my body has to hold itself upright. My abdominals and lower back muscles have to work to hold me upright and my, the muscles of my torso have to hold me upright. 
But then comes the next best question, which is, do I use more energy in the upright position? And of course the answer is yes, because I'm sure you've met a lot of people that if you're standing up all the time, they go, oh, where's the chair? I need to sit down. I'm really tired. My legs are tired. I need to sit down, which of course means that sitting is a restful position versus standing being a more energetic position. Consequently, why I changed from having a seated position uh, desk uh, sitting down in school, sitting down on the bus, sitting down on the train, sitting down in the car, sitting down in the in the aeroplane, sitting down everywhere. People seem to sit down all the time. And I looked at that and thought, I wonder why we've gotten fatter, sicker and weaker. And does it have anything to do with the fact that we sit down all the time? All the time. It's like people are looking for a chair. Uh, and even if there is a lineup to go into somewhere, there's always a chair for the old people to sit down in or for the, the weaker people to sit down on. And here's an interesting question. Do we get old and have to sit down or do we sit down so much that we end up getting old? And that seems to be the case. So once I started having a look at all of that stuff really carefully and scientifically, my next question becomes this one. If I'm walking, do I use more energy than if I'm just standing still? So lying down, I'm using very little energy, if at all. That's my base metabolic rate. Sitting up requires more energy than lying down. Standing up requires more energy than sitting down, but walking requires more energy than standing still, which is exactly why I got a tread desk. Now, the interesting thing is a lot of the, and if you have a look at the very specific research studies done on the differences between sitting and standing, and please have a look at them. All you've got to do is Google uh, sitting research, or <laughs> here's a big one, type in sitting is the new smoking. A lot of medical professionals are suggesting that the reason that we've become so sick, weak, depressed, uh, diseased is because we sit down too much. We've become completely inactive. And of course, not only are we inactive, but every part of our life is designed to make us less and less active. So we always have a joke where uh, fast food used to be actually sprinting and running and chasing and hunting and catching and ripping apart and chopping up your food and eating it. Well, now fast food is you pick up your phone and you press some numbers and a person knocks on your door and the only exercise you have to do to get your food is to pick yourself up off the couch, walk to the front door and get your food. Our lives are designed to do nothing. I had a joke with one of my students this week because she bought a car that still had windy windows in, uh, to, to wind the windows down. Now, if you are, I, I think if you're probably under 30, you won't even know what I'm talking about. Cars, you couldn't press a button and the window would wind down. You actually had to wind it. Uh, my phone's currently uh, charging, so it's connected to a wire. But phones used to be connected to the wall. So if you were going to answer the phone, you actually had to get up off the couch, go over to the wall and or to the table and, and answer the phone because the phone couldn't come to you. Uh, <laughs> we used to have a television that had a dial on it not even press button, it was a dial and you had to get up off the couch to change the channel on the television. I know this sounds very old and I'm a very old person, but what's happened to us since then is the entire human race has gotten fatter and sicker and weaker and more depressed and more diseased. And the medical experts are suggesting because we're doing more sitting, we're doing less moving, we have become inactive. So that straight away got me onto a tread desk and it's the best thing I've ever invested money in. It's this, this desk that I have where I can do my work and walk at the same time is the very best thing I've ever invested money in in my life. Because obviously, and this is where it becomes really exciting, if I use more energy while I'm walking 
Am I also producing different chemicals for my brain? And if I'm pumping chemicals into my brain that help me think clearly, and I'll use brain-derived neurotropic factor as an example, which is fertilizer for your brain, is it possible that my brain works better if I'm in the upright position? And could my brain work better if I'm walking? Ha ha! And yes, research study has been done on that, that if you are in the upright position, your body burns around 7% more calories. It requires more energy to be in the upright position. Obviously, when you're walking and depending on how fast you walk, that's my little puppy dog. Would you like to go walking, darling? He's making noises because maybe he wants to walk too. <laughs> and that's the thing about animals, isn't it? They get really excited about going for a walk. Humans, it's like, where's the next chair so I can sit down? So the interesting research then on walking and exercising and or being active while you're wanting to use your brain at the same time is that your brain works better in the upright position. And that just makes sense, doesn't it? If you're lying down or if you're and particularly sitting, because when you're sitting, your body goes into a curved position and your body's ability to produce circulation and blood flow is a little bit restricted. When you're in the upright position, everything can flow really smoothly, flow more quickly, and you can get vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals and antioxidants into the right places in your brain. So upright position, and then if you add to that walking, is it possible that your brain will work better? And of course the research scientists are saying, yes, we're much better off not sitting, let's stand, but better than standing is walking. And then of course the ultimate exercise is not walking. The ultimate, ultimate exercise, when you truly talk about exercise, is when you sprint. When you put in 100% effort to get away from the animal, 100% effort to lift heavy, 100% effort to kick or punch or fight or put your body into a, a stressed position where you produce epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, movement drugs, you then move at 100% and then of course your body produces in massive amounts uh, the dopamine reward drug, serotonin satisfaction drug, brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain, uh, endorphins, which are happy uh, pain-killing chemicals. If you exercise with somebody else, you're going to have oxytocin. If you take a, your dog for a run, oxytocin, because you've got somebody to hang out with. And of course, animals create this beautiful connection drug for us. So here's a great question. What's happened to the human race? Yes, we've gotten fatter and sicker and weaker and more diseased and we're more likely to pick up diseases, germs, bugs and viruses. But has that happened because we've become inactive and would that be a really simple thing to turn around? So one of the things I get really fascinated about, for example, with school is in school where we want our kids to learn, we sit them down on their bums in the most non-learning position. The brain works 7% better in the upright position and so much better if we're moving. Imagine if every school in the world, instead of sitting down at a desk, you had a tread desk. I had a, a really cool conversation with a bunch of uh, school principals at one stage where we said, imagine if you went to a big uh, uh, exercise equipment company and said, we want to buy 400,000 tread desks for every classroom in New Zealand or in Australia. Wouldn't it be awesome for our kids, instead of sitting down, to be in the upright position at a standing desk, but what if they were at a tread desk, they were moving, what would happen to our kids' ability to think more clearly, be more creative, uh, create neurogenesis, which is new brain cells, create neuroplasticity, which means we think differently, and would we end up being smarter and wiser? Now, my answer to that is, of course, 
but I can't change the world by myself. I can't. I can preach and teach and tell and be excited and get on YouTube and 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 share information with my students and just be passionate about exercise. But me as a single person, I can't do anything to change the world. What I can do is set the example for my world. How about you? If we're sitting down all the time, what do our kids see? If we're constantly searching for, oh, I'm so tired, I have to sit down, what example are we setting for our kids? If we are always upright, always moving, always looking for a way to be active, but most importantly, as often as possible, getting really puffed, 100% effort for our cardiovascular and respiratory system, lifting really heavy, 100% effort for our skeletal and muscular system, central nervous system, and uh, endocrine system, wouldn't it be awesome for our kids to grow up that way? And I'm going to give you a really interesting question, perhaps to ponder. Why are we as humans, why have we become so unhealthy? And if I look at what we teach our kids at a very young age, so for example, as soon as a child starts to grow teeth, again, I'm not a parent, but many parents have shared with me that they buy a toothbrush and they teach their kids how to brush their teeth as soon as they get teeth. Obviously, we, we clothe our kids from day one. We put clothes on our body and we teach our kids how to dress themselves, tie their shoelaces, zip up their zipper, do up their buttons. We teach our kids how to dress themselves. We teach our kids how to bathe. We show them how to wash their face behind their ears, have a shower, have a bath. We want our kids to learn to be clean people pretty much from day one. We teach our kids how to eat food. Now, initially, we feed them, but there comes a point where our kids have learnt to use a spoon, use a knife, use a fork, feed themselves, choose the foods that they like. And for that reason, we have a population, a human race, that predominantly brushes their teeth, has a shower, eats food, and I'll go as far as to say breathes air. That's obviously something that we have to do. It's a normal part of life. If we didn't breathe, we would die. I'll go a really controversial step further. I passionately believe that if we don't exercise, if we don't have a healthy, fit, strong body, if we don't have a strong skeletal muscular system, digestive system, cardiovascular, respiratory system, uh, our central nervous system, endocrine system, immune system, we may as well be dead. If you are overweight, you've got coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, depression, uh, you're heading towards Alzheimer's and dementia, what kind of a life is that? And I believe, unfortunately, that we're setting up our kids for that life. I use the example of age onset diseases on a regular basis because sitting creates a body that gets old really quickly. Stopping your sport, there's another great question. Do we get old and stop doing our sport or do we stop doing our sport and that forces us to get old? Uh, why not play the sport that you love for your whole entire life? And how would our kids know that it's possible if oh, grandma and grandpa are so old they don't play their sport anymore versus grandma and grandpa are still riding horses, rock climbing, water skiing, going to the gym, lifting heavy things, boxing, dancing, traveling. They just love their life even though they're old people. Uh, chronologically old, yes, we're all going to get chronologically old, but how about physiologically? Couldn't we stay young? physiologically and psychologically young. Uh, the brain rots away because we let it. Our bodies rot away because we let them. So what are we doing to set the example for our kids, for our athletes, for our students, for our 
our team players, our staff, the people in our life, if they look into our life, will they see a healthy, fit, strong person? Uh, one of the interesting things about my office, it's right in the middle of our lounge room. So when people come to our house, it's oh, this freaky woman, she's got a treadmill in the middle of her lounge room. Well, actually, no, this is my office desk and I walk at my office desk. Now, I'd love to be able to run at my office desk. I haven't quite figured out how to type and run at the same time, but I've certainly got, tuned my body to be able to walk at about, uh, the, I tap into here 5.3, so I'm walking at 5.3 kilometers an hour and I'm just doing my, my normal desk work. And some days, you know, we talk about 10,000 steps. Some days I'm doing 10, 15, 20,000 steps because I spend a fair bit of time at my desk. Uh, can you imagine you get to the end of the day and instead of feeling tired and lethargic and I can't be bothered exercising, apart from the fact that you've already been doing a fair bit of exercise and you've been active during the day, as we know, momentum produces momentum. Energy produces energy. The more energetic you are, the more energetic you become. Uh, have you ever had that experience where you felt really tired and I can't be bothered and I don't feel like it? And you do something and then you feel energized. You know, you don't feel like exercise and you go and do some huffy puffy exercises, some heavy things, and all of a sudden you've got a whole pile of energy because any energy produces energy. So if we want our kids to have strong teeth, strong bones, strong muscles, a strong headspace, mentally tough. If we want our kids to have a strong immune system so they don't pick up germs, bugs, viruses and diseases and if they do, they get rid of them really quickly. If we want our kids to have happy heads and for me that's probably the most important one because we're all going to die but surely being depressed or anxious or, or grumpy or miserable or have some kind of mental uh, unhealthy head, uh, is you may as well be dead. I don't want that for anybody. I want people to live a happy, healthy life. And how would our kids know that's even possible unless they see us doing it? So when somebody walks into my house, when somebody walks into my life, if I wasn't here and somebody looked around my house, they would say, wow, there's a healthy person who lives in this house. There's a cross trainer. There's a treadmill. I have one to sprint on, of course. Uh, there's a tread desk. There's a chin-up bar and a dip bar. There's dumbbells. Uh, and there's, a, there's an atmosphere in this house of being active. And I want to set that example for the people in my life and I don't even have any children. When children do come into my house though, I want them to see that it is possible to live an active lifestyle. So here's a really important question. Uh, our kids will be the product, the, the living example of their environment. So if they're brought up in an environment where they don't brush their teeth and they don't have a, have a shower every day and they eat uh, unhealthy food, obviously their life's going to head in a different direction than if a child's brought up with this is how you brush your teeth, this is how you have a bath, this is how you wear clothes, and this is how you eat or choose healthy food. Well, how about this? What if exercise became a normal part of life? What if standing up at school instead of sitting down became normal? What if being active at school was normal, not oh, something you have to do because it's sport time? And I remember what that felt like as a, as a, all the way through school, right through till I was 10 years of age. I was overweight, I had buck teeth, I had pimply skin because I was very unhealthy and I hated doing sport because it didn't, it didn't fit my body. <laughs> what I had to find out was that when you get fit and when you get strong, your body changes and your muscles and bones get strong, your heart and lungs get strong, you feel really good about yourself, you feel healthy, you feel energetic and then your whole life changes. And I would love that for our kids. So whatever example you're setting for the people in your life, could it be a really good example? Could it be, the, and I, I use the word example hesitatingly if there's such a word, how about we live it? <laughs> Not just set the example, how about we live the example? So 
so that when you are 70, 80, 90, 100 years of age, people look in your life and go, look at that healthy, fit, strong person, 70, 80, 90, 100 years of age. They're still playing this sport. They're still climbing mountains. They're still traveling the world. They're still dancing. They're still making love to their partner. They're an active, fit, strong person who doesn't have coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, depression, Alzheimer's, dementia, old people's diseases. Our kids are now getting those old people's diseases, and I'm sure that you know that. We've got kids that are obese. We've got kids with osteoporosis, bone thinning disease because they're inactive. We've got kids with type 2 diabetes, which used to be called age onset diabetes. We've got kids who are inactive. So consequently, they've become unhealthy, and unhealthy kids grow up to be unhealthy adults. I'm sure you don't want that for your kids. I'm sure you don't want that for yourself. I'll ask the question again. Do you want to be fat? Do you want to be sick? Do you want to be weak? Do you want to be frail? Do you want to have a brain that doesn't work? Do you want to have an immune system that doesn't work so you're sick all the time? I'm sure the answer is no. So let's live the example for our kids. And if it's not a tread desk, maybe it's a standing desk. If it's not a uh, an, an exercise equipment at home, maybe it's being outside in the park every day with your kids. If it's not, uh, we don't have a park in our area, maybe you have to create a a obstacle course around your house so that your kids can run around, get fresh air, sunshine, exercise, activity, so they've got a healthy brain and a healthy body for the rest of their life. Wouldn't it be great to live the example of fabulous at 40, fantastic at 50, sexy at 60, sensational at 70, awesome at 80, happy and healthy at 100 plus. Wouldn't it be great to be in the upright position active with great posture and a happy healthy head and heart for the rest of your life now we don't know how long we're going to live but wouldn't it be nice to live with passion and energy every day wouldn't that be awesome